From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 82 for March 10th, 2014. I'm Susan Spraker. And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. In this episode, Matt and I had a great time sitting down with Alan Sanchez, who tells us about his new podcast. Yeah, and for those of you that remember Alan Sanchez when he was on television, yes, it's that Alan Sanchez. And he has that much energy and that much enthusiasm um, in all of his projects as he did when he was on the morning television program. We are joined live in the studio today by Alan Sanchez. I would like to call him a world famous, but certainly a locally famous broadcaster. Uh, Alan, thanks for coming into the Outback Studios. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here, and uh, I've been a fan of the show once uh, I got introduced to it. I just love that you guys support Stockton as much as I do. Great. that That's great to hear. We're glad to have you. Alan, how did you get started in broadcasting? It's something, uh, when I was a five-year-old kid, I saw television news, and we grew up, my family grew up really, really poor. Um, I mean, days we wouldn't even eat. I mean, it was that poor. And I saw, I just would watch the news, and for the news was to me was just like these people were larger than life, and I loved it. I always loved everything. I probably didn't understand a lot of the things they were doing, but the the news was was my passion. But I grew up so poor that I didn't think I ever had a chance to get into to television news. And when I and plus anybody who was Hispanic were very light skinned I mean, they were very light skinned So I never saw anyone who was dark as I was. I just didn't really believe that I had a chance. So. As we go forward, I I take a, a JAC class at Modesto Junior College, and I was going to be a pharmacy technician. And my first, you always take one little class, and you know, you're going to think, who you know, who cares, who's what's going to be? Uh, and I thought intro to television, and I go, okay, I'll try that, whatever. And it happened to be my first class. I walked into the classroom, and they it was, it was in like a fictitious TV studio. Hmm. And so we had so when I got in, the as soon as the professor got in, she's like. We need people on camera. We're gonna do a fake talk show. We need people on camera, and I didn't know how to turn on the camera. I didn't know. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try that. And we need people on lighting. I was like, I don't even don't. I we need. And everyone was so confident. I remember how confident everyone was <laughs> to know like they knew what they were doing. I was like, I don't know. We need people on the audio board. And I remember seeing all these buttons. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm way over my head. This is supposed to be beginning television. And the last one was uh, we need someone to host this talk show. And I said, I'll do it. I mean, that's the only thing I could figure I could do. And that red light came on that camera. I was it. I went straight to the counselor's office. And I said, I'm going to be a television reporter. I and mean, this is a true story. I would be a television reporter or I'm going to fail. And, uh, and that was it. And I just immersed myself into television. And then uh, two years later, I looked into internships with every station out of Sacramento. And Channel 31 gave me a chance. And um, my third day there, someone called in sick. I was there now early. I was living in Sherlock with my parents at the time. And I would always go early and stay a long time because why would I want to leave? I was supposed to be a three-hour uh, internship. I would stay 12, 13 hours every time. And they said, you should go home. It's like, why do I want to leave? This is what I want to <laughs> do. Like, this is 
it's like having an internship at Disneyland. Like, why would you want right. to? Uh, you can go home. No, but I'm at Disney. This is what right. I want to do. <laughs> and so I think that enthusiasm they saw. And like I said, third day there, I was there an hour early, and they kind of panicked. They said, "Can you do her her job?" And it was a weekend show, and and it was a little more lax. You can kind of be uh, laid back, and I did okay. It's kind of like putting the the bat boy in to try to hit a home run yeah. and I just get on base. I get hit by, hit by the pitch and I get on base and it's like, well, we didn't expect much from him, but he did something and they kept using me and using me and, and six months of free work of, of doing internship and uh, reporting. They offered me a part-time job as, and I, for practically no money, but I wasn't making any money. So what do I care? I was like, I'll take it. And then a year later they offered me a full-time contract and, I became the youngest uh, reporter out of the Sacramento market ever to ever report and straight out of uh, uh, JC. So uh, it's it's been it's been fun. It's been great, and I got to live the dream. And not only that, that was a channel I knew I wanted to work for because news was always depressing. It's just like oh, you watch it and I get it, and there, there's such a necessity to report some of the sad stuff. But if you're just going to report sad just to be sad and no way to help the public, for example, if it's like a missing child, absolutely you got to report it. But if it's just to be sad and it's, it's oh, I didn't like it, I want it to be positive. Right. And that's what that brought. And, uh, and I got to bring positivities and I had fun. Good. Well, you built quite a following um, on the uh, being a reporter for that local morning show. And so I'm wondering how you came to the decision after seven years to uh, to go a different direction. It, uh, for me, it, w- it was a difficult decision. It had weighed on my mind for a while. Um, I know a lot of, there's been a lot of speculation what had happened. And, it, and I give them the simple answer because that's what it is. And they expect it to be some kind of crazy thing. But it had weighed on my mind for a while to for me to move on. And so many people think, well, why would you want to leave such a – a fun job. I mean, I was I was doing helicopter rides with PG&E as they were doing um, they were doing inspections of power lines, and I'm thinking, who would want to leave that? Like who? And absolutely, I would love. But for myself, I've always pushed myself and wanted challenges. And the thing is, I wanted to be better for my career down the line because I didn't want to be ten years from now doing the same thing, and then some other twenty three year old uh, kid who's out of JC is going to do the same thing. We'll do it for half the price. And then, well, what else do you? What else can you do? What else can you offer? Can you do weather? Can you do sports? And and they didn't need me to do that there because they had people to do that. So it was time for me because I'm not married. I don't have any kids. It's time for me to take the chance to try new things. And then eventually, I definitely know I want to retire here in the Northern California because it's my home. It's where I was born and raised, and I have such true passion for the communities around here because not only I didn't expect I would so much. But I definitely um, enjoyed that part about it. So it was just time for me to move on, try new things. Uh, I loved everybody, especially there. I've, I mean, I miss the people I work with, uh, the people who are on air, and I, I miss a lot of the viewers who I who I get to connect with now, just through my Facebook and my and my website. But I know there's a lot of people who are like, "Where'd you go? Well, we miss you," because I know there's a lacking of covering here in the 209. So let's. I, I want to go back to that, Alan, because yeah. you talked about you know covering the the positive stories certainly right. something that that we believe here on podcast stockton but you you covered stockton um i would say more than certainly from you said more than anybody else that covered the story on the positive side you know, tell us about some of your most memorable stories or some of your most um memorable coverages that you did oh i mean stockton has been so good to me honestly i can't give i mean with the arena i mean that's always been a thing i've they bring so many great acts and different uh you know whether it's disney on ice i got to 
be uh, a princess for the day <laughs> dress up as a princess <laughs> and i actually put me they put me in a harness and let me fly around which is kind of wow. cool um and they bring i know the uh, circus gets come through there and so that i can say do of course the hockey team obviously I, i'm so in love with the hockey team and whatever it might be and i and i because i hear so many people from the outside saying these well there's nothing to do in stockton or stockton's back it's like we'll have when's the last time you really got to discover it well, I, I hear it on the news. I'm like, well, then don't say anything unless you actually get to go through it. And then, uh, but I, I would say, I, man, that's just a hard thing to say. So many good things. I got to meet, I think the best one, I mean, I got to go sailing out there off March Lane, the Stockton Sailing Club. It's, I mean, talk about phenomenal and beautiful. I've, uh, like I said, I got to fly around with PG&E around here and check out the different lines, uh, power lines to see from Stockton from up top. I've gotten to do they have the fishing tournaments that they have out there oh, at Weber's yeah. Point. That's all, and I got to report on one of the fishing. It's so nice. I'm trying to think what else. I got to go be on and be part of a party at that with a big uh, Casino Royale yacht that oh, they had out there. Right. Oh yeah, yeah it was a really Don Perignon being poured all night. It was, <laughs> wow. it was phenomenal. Oh, that sounds like a terrible. It, gig. it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I remember there's this gentleman off of Murata on that side of town, and he was a hundred years old, and he just. And he had the spirit of a man half his age, and he loved Stockton so much. And he was showing me pictures of bands that big name bands that used to be here in the fifties, thirty four, thirty forties, and fifties. And wow. you forget how much. And he would sing with them, and he just, and he just look. He could have went another hundred years. He had so much spirit in him, and he loved Stockton so much that that he he kept all these memorabilia. And I remember thinking, wow. And to notice like there's so much history. And, th- and this is coming for someone who got to cover and get to see some of these different artifacts in history that people just don't realize how much how important Stockton is to California. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the entire state of California, Stockton has so many advantages, so many history. If Stockton wasn't what it was and is, I, California wouldn't be as great as it is. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. Fans can find you in a new venture, right? A podcast, The Alan Sanchez Show. Mm-hmm. So tell us about it. You know, I, with the uh, the Alan Sanchez show, I just started thinking it was a. I love podcasting. I love it. I just became something I would go. I drive up and down the valley all the time for my different adventures, and I love just to listen to. I like to learn stuff instead of just listening to music. So I picked different things like uh, talk shows and and things about social media marketing. And then I I was like, why can't I do one? Let me just try it. I, it for me, honestly, it was for me just to learn about audio editing and podcasting and if anyone listens great if they don't no big deal i just for me a chance so i got to so for me i get to want i do different things where i do a little intro about myself update what's going on with me i always find someone i want to interview who i feel can inspire anybody no matter where they are they're inspirational whether it's a singer who has as passion about what what she does or someone who's trying to do their own thing in their own community they can maybe take ideas and be inspired by their passion mm-hmm. and, and take that to whatever they want to do. And then I usually have a song of the week. So it's just really t- a chance for people who kind of miss Alan Sanchez. They can, they can listen to me that way. I, I will tell you this. I've been listening um, since, since the show came out. Actually, I went looking for it since you put the teaser out there that you're going to be doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so welcome to the, to, to, to the podcast. Thank you world. very but much. You know what I have caught myself saying? What's that? I have caught myself saying that's pretty cool, but, Yet for me, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I, I like the, I, I really like the angle of the yet for uh-huh. me because it's, it's clearly an Alan Sanchez thing. I think right. he, I think you did it just on, uh, you started on episode two, mm-hmm. so you just done a couple of these yet for right. me's, 
But just the phrasing of that, that it's, it's not your way's wrong. My way's right. It's you, you do your thing, but yet for me, look, I don't drink, yeah. I don't drink $4 bottle of water. Either. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. I do not do that either. So I, I really like that segment. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun because my, my whole thing is this whole world is perspectives and not to get like a weird hippie list thing, but honestly, I, I, I don't mind whatever i always say like do what you want in life as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else or stop anyone from going to work or or going <laughs> to school like what does it matter do your own thing and i have my own opinions on me but i'm not going to stop anyone from living their life if, if you want to buy four dollar waters have a good time i like my cheap you know, bottle waters and fill up my my big old jug of water for 25 cents so i always tell us yes it's not anything against anyone else this is just what i feel but i definitely will never stop anybody from living their life it's, it, it's great position yeah and i catch myself saying like ah, yeah. i took it from well kind of yeah well kind of keeps you <laughs> safe because yeah. the people will automatically think that you're criticizing them right but it's not you're just this is my perspective this is how i feel about it but have a good time yeah. well and i learned about the you can fill the jug up for 25 cents so i learned i learned that cents for a <laughs> gallon think about like it's just you, educational the right there it's just the, and it's Jeez. just it, and you have less trash because how many people do we know that have all those water bottles that they just throw in the back seat and things like that so uh that's why i think it just save your money <laughs> great um well alan sports broadcasting is obviously a, a big passion of yours and, and you've been doing some work with uh with university of the pacific the uh sports program there tell us how you got involved in that and, and what you're uh and what you're doing over there i uh sports is absolutely my life i love sports i still play soccer i get to um, I, I just, I, but I love all sports, football, basketball, soccer, baseball, whatever it might be. And that was probably one of the things that I didn't get really to do with the morning shows. I didn't get to cover as much sports because that's, they didn't need me to. And I really wanted to get into the business and I've done a lot with the university of the Pacific and Pacific athletics. I actually went to, I'm a big wrestling fan. They're like the WWE, I'm a huge, huge wrestling fan. So I went to a local show out in, in here in Stockton. And they had it. One of the guys who works at the University of Pacific is also a fan, and he asked me, "Hey, we're we're launching a new digital program. They have HD cameras. They have HD. I mean, it's just uh, so nice. It's really just the the things you can do now." Mm-hmm. And um, I they asked me, if, "Do you want to help? Can you help us out a little bit?" And I said, "Absolutely." And I fell in love with it. It's just been so much fun. Uh, there's so much. And again, there's another thing about Stockton that people like. We have great sports teams here. And we have the University of Pacific, which you can go see the men's basketball team or the women's basketball team for a couple bucks. A great facility, Alex, uh, Alex G. Spano Center. And you can see quality basketball and sports. And it's like you can do this with your family here. And if you haven't been to the, the campus, I mean, that campus, I mean, I know it's preaching to the choir, but that campus there is, is uh, top notch. You're also affiliated with the Stockton Thunder. Tell us a little bit about that experience. It's been the best. When I had heard that, the arena is going to go up, and they told me that they said the three sports that we're going to start here were going to be soccer, indoor soccer, hockey, and indoor football, arena football. I figured, okay, the football will be number one, absolutely. It's the, <laughs> the second will be will be soccer, soccer because there's so many fans here, and the Hispanic community, of course, love soccer. And then hockey. I knew hockey like with the Sharks, but it never had been to a game. Didn't think much of it. I think no one's going to understand it here. I wasn't being negative about it. It's just like, wow, it's going to be interesting because no one's going to really understand it. And the team had done such a great job of connecting with the community. It's been so much fun. And so I started going to some games, and then I just decided I, I got to – I this way I am. I look at things like how can I be involved in this? How What can I do? So I volunteered myself to do 
intermission interviews with um, with the t- some of the players. I, they said after the second uh, intermission, you can interview a player. I, I I said, can I do that? And I would go. They wouldn't pay me. I just did it on my own, and it was fun. So I I did a whole year of that. Then uh, they were having uh, the fun guy, which is a guy who runs around during intermissions and breaks, and who gets the crowd going and does have different games. And I said, I looked at the guy at the time who's not there anymore, and I don't remember his name, so because I don't mind dropping names. But uh, uh, he, he, I said I could do that. I don't say it was better than him, but I remember saying I could, I can do that. And I asked him, can I do that? And I'll do both. I'll just do both. And they said, sure, we'll try you out. And I, they loved it, and they loved what I do. And and now I have a good team with Hot Rod and and uh, DJ Walker. It's just been so much fun. That they do such great outreach to the, to the community. It's such a family friendly place. And I have never met anyone, and this is truth, that that has been to games before, who said oh, I didn't like it or it was it was it, <laughs> nobody. No. no, every time it's more surprising how much they love the the Stockton Thunder. They do great charity events, and it's just it's just been a wonderful time. So if you haven't been out there, it, you can go up there for a few bucks. You can go cheaper there than you would to the movie theaters and you're guaranteed to see some action and maybe a couple of fights because who doesn't look good a couple of fights uh i know i <laughs> Talky. do exactly right? i i get excited about it and i still get i mean to this i've been doing it for about four or five years now and i still go crazy for goals and i have no less passion for it than i did the first day i mean i get this i've seen hundreds and hundreds of games and but i have no less passion for it because it's just so much fun and you see little kids who love it and they can do things because i we didn't have that uh, when I was younger, you didn't really have that where you could have family bargain prices to do something at an arena, at, to see the lights and see the glam. Oh, I mean, that's, it's yeah, got to be big time for not a lot of money. Absolutely. So it's it's, it's been and they do a wonderful job. And I and and I say I keep saying they because I know I'm a part of I'm an employee for them, but I got to give credit because I don't do any of the outreach. I just do my part when I can and then I leave. But they do outreach and they do a lot of free tickets for different organizations and at risk kids, and they see like this. I could be a part of this. I can do something where I can be, and that's inspiring because I don't. I mean, I luckily I never got in trouble, but I'm growing up poor in the poor side of town and at risk kid. I mean, I could have definitely went the other way. I could have definitely went the drugs, and and it was so much that would actually would have been easier for me to go that way because mm-hmm. it was around me. It was available compared to the inspiration of thinking there's the life is bigger, and that's what I try to do with with when I work with at risk at risk kids is like there's life, there's diff, there's there's so much opportunity, but when your mind is so closed-minded to think well this is my area this is all i can do when you see there's more out there the adventure of life then you inspires you to to stay away from the bad stuff yeah and and uh let's go back to the fun times mm-hmm. at, the, at the thunder at stockton arena there was recently the the teddy bear toss and and i was there i know uh-huh. uh, our producer greg was there that same night and um I, I saw you out on the ice but you weren't you weren't working but you were the i i swear I, you were the first person i saw run out on that ice yeah when that goal which that goal if i read right in the paper the next day was the fastest first goal ever scored which was not surprising because there was also a fight two seconds two seconds in, two seconds, <laughs> Absolutely in the two seconds. but uh there was the fastest goal teddy bears Thousands of them went flying. And Alan Sanchez comes running on the ice. Were you just hanging out that night, or what? Was I, I was. I had planned. I had called the game for the uh, Pacific Tigers women's team uh, around two o'clock that afternoon, and then I went. Uh, I got to stay at the University Plaza Hotel, which again, another great place right next door if you want good food. And I knew I I wanted to be there because I went last year for the first time. And I saw how incredible it was. But just think about it as everyone's inner child can think of. You're saying thousands of teddy bears, thousands of toys are falling 
from the sky, all this color, all this, all these smiles. And I remember I was right there and I want to be the first one out there to put my hands out just to be a part of that fund because it goes to uh, great charity, local charities. But not only that, it's just, I mean, eight, over 8,000 people were there to be a part of that, uh, that fund. And I was the first one out there because I remember I don't care what happens, but I just want to just be rained on by teddy bears because that inner child of me is going to be it's going to be uh, uh happy i guess you could say i did get crushed by an oversized stuffed one man oh. i saw that one <laughs> that they were trying to <laughs> they, it took three people and oh i was a little uh it was huge. enthusiastic about really catching one and then i realized wow i have no leverage and i'm on ice so i don't have my <laughs> plant foots you know and right. I, I try to catch it and i have video on my on my twitter and my instagram where you could just see it you just see this big old bear you see my view and then all of a sudden you just hear boom boom and i hit the ice so <laughs> oh, whatever man. pain pain is what i guess you could say when it comes to teddy bears so that, that is awesome i did see him trying to push that big bear yeah. over, <laughs> over the glass but oh i did not gosh. see the ball <laughs> speaking of at-risk kids and working with uh, some charity groups which, which things are you involved with ellen i i do uh, what i'd like to do for me what helped me when i was younger was sports um, I, for example, like local YMCA's and, and Boys and Girls Club, uh, I know they had the uh, the. I, so so when I would do segments, television segments, I always made sure I always focused on looking for those opportunity. Whether it's doing horseshoes um, out there um, off of where am I trying to think right here uh, by Pixie Pixie Woods, the mm-hmm. parks out there. Oh yeah yeah. And uh, they would do Lewis so, Park. Yeah, Lewis Lewis Park exactly. Mm-hmm. Lewis Park, and they would have horseshoe, and you think okay big deal but some kids don't get a chance they don't how do you find those especially when you're a young kid you don't know where to go if no one can help you out so they had programs like this so i always made sure i would do programs like that or they would have um out there at um, weber's point they would have nfl football camps for kids for free and things like that so i'd always try to do my best to get that information out there to the to the different uh the people so they can be like oh I, this is free it's not going to cost me anything and if you have a single parent who doesn't who can't afford to send them to these camps and stuff like that, so I did my best to do stuff like that. I worked with the YMCA while I was an intern um, on the morning show, <clears throat> excuse me, and that was I because I, I loved it because I wanted to work with kids to show like you have an opportunity and sports for me. If you felt like you can accomplish something, whether it's in sports, whether okay I'm faster now or I can score more baskets or more goals or whatever, I can take that and do it in other things in life. So you're telling me if I work hard, I can make it. It's going to take work, and, and that's why I love about sports is it. if you do work hard, you better you have a better chance. And so and I always would do a lot of – in um, I would do a lot of shadowing. So a lot of kids from high school would shadow me in, in work and just so they can see the, li- the life of, of being on television and how much work it is and, and just to be inspired because if you see that, you know – and it's, it might sound cheesy, but the truth is – you see that like doing the bad things in life, whether it's drugs or, or, or alcohol or, or just getting into trouble, is not going to allow me to get where I want, especially when you want to be in the public eye. It, usually that will, will um, make you look bad. And when you're, you know, if you're going to get caught doing something bad. So, I, so that's what I try to do is I, I, I've never said no to many. And there's some, unfortunately, students who you probably don't see the passion when they're shadowing you. But it's like I would never say to any students or anybody who wants to get into this business that if they want to just see it for themselves because I got rejected so many different stations to have a chance to be a part of it and I just needed one chance and I knew if I got that one chance I would I would make sure I would not let it go and make the best of it and then I became the youngest reporter in this market. 
Alan, you mentioned you could have went one direction. You didn't. You uh, you went down the right path, but you you recognize that that not everybody has that um, that that ability, or at least that ease of the ability to do that. If somebody's young and starting off, and they want to they want to go into TV, they want to go into radio, they want to go into journalism or broadcasting, and they are let's say a high school student, what advice do you give them? Love it. Just whatever you want to do, and especially in, in this business, just absolutely do it because you love it. Don't expect. I never wanted to be famous ever. I never even thought about fame, and and I've I never thought about making tons of money. I just wanted to. I love this, and that's what I wanted to do. Just love it because there will be many times, unfortunately, where you'll get beat up by the business, and uh, though. But if you love it, that's what keeps people in, and if you don't, it'll keep people out. So just just love it, and if you work hard enough you'll make it i mean that's which is a you would think well why wasn't every, everyone do that because there's so many obstacles to get there and i got lucky but i also put myself in the position to get lucky you know i i got lucky that my third day there i got uh, a a shot to be on tv as an intern but i also went an hour early to be there and i'd also would they would ask me the next day for example they was they would ask can you come in tomorrow because i was only one day a week it's only be saturday so they said can you come in tomorrow I couldn't afford to drive back to Turlock and then come back with you know for gas wise, so I would sleep by the sleep on the river, wow. and then I would or and then finally I found a laundromat that was open twenty four hours and I would sleep in the laundromat and then I would just take a shower at the station because they actually had a shower in there and no one bothered you at the at the laundromat because you they thought you were doing laundry and there was a TV there and there was a nice little sink and bathroom and I just stayed there and I did that for a couple months um, because why would I couldn't say well I can't afford to come back tomorrow. Why I just lost my opportunity to be on television? How how insane would that be? So I never felt like sorry for me, poor me, when I'm sleeping in my car and then laundry mat and stuff like that. I never felt that way. It's like this is what I have to do. This is part of. It's not supposed to be easy. And because if I said no, then I start becoming. I just become another intern to them because they think, well, we need somebody. We'll find someone else to yep. do it. So that's they why want somebody else is going to hustle. Exactly, and I wanted to be that guy, so I didn't mind uh, sleeping at the laundromat. Wow. Not the most comfortable seats in the world, but no one bothered you and they had a TV, so I you know, you just figured time. it out. You I just, just figured, figured it out. out. So wow. that's why I tell people: just if you want it, you got to be better, and you got to want it more. Because those times when you're defeated, uh, your passion will be the only thing that'll keep you going. Wow. How long have you been living in in Modesto, Alan? I've been there. I, I'm from Turlock, and then I moved to Modesto when I was 21. I'm 30 now. So I've been on and off living around town there, and then I moved to Ripon for, for a while, and then I liked it up here. So I, this whole valley has been, been really good, and Modesto uh, has been great to me, uh, as along with Stockton, obviously, because now, which is most of my business that I do with the, like, because with the Stockton Thunder and also with the University of the Pacific is, is all Stockton based. And, uh, but Modesto has been good to me also. And you've kind of taken that passion that you have for the city and you're contributing to uh, a local magazine there called Modesto View. And so what can we see from you there? I, I get to I get to write, which is interesting for me because I have never been confident. I always knew I can talk. I could always talk my way out of anything. <laughs> and that was always my thing. My mom always kind of encouraged that. She's like, man, you're good at this. So I knew I could do that. So when, it, but writing was difficult for me as a child, and so I, this is my chance to kind of explore that a little bit more. And, and what it is, just it's adventure view, just whatever I get to do because I get to do so many different adventures. And so they just said, just write whatever you want. And not only that, they're allowing me to do stuff with digital content 
on their on their site for example like a podcast for them where it kind of updates people what's going on and also just anything i see in modesto they just kind of give me an open open uh, uh palette i guess just to do whatever i want and it's just been a lot of fun so they're fun because it, just like you guys and it, they care about the community and you need those people who because so many people are so quick to jump away and distance themselves because it's easier it's easier to distance yourself so you you don't get blamed well you live in stockton this is how it is or you live in modesto but why not be a part of the solution because it's so much more rewarding when you start to realize you're right that there is good there's bad places everywhere there's bad sides of towns everywhere and there are bad people but there are a lot more uh, uh there are a lot more good people in a lot of these towns but it's easier just to be negative about it because building someone up for some reason for some people it takes a part of them it's like if I give build that someone up or build that town up, it takes a part of me, and it's like who, be a part of the solution. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. Modesto and Stockton have a lot in common, and I think you know certainly there are times when Modesto says I'm glad we're not Stockton, and Stockton says I'm glad we're not Modesto. But you, I think you, we in Stockton can mm-hmm. claim you as our own, mm-hmm. but certainly Modesto can do the same. So right. you spend time in in both areas. You know, how do the two cities compare? How do the two communities compare? It, uh, I see a lot of great people in both communities. I think, well, obviously, in my situation, the fact that I get to see people who want, they see me and they're like, oh, you report about good things. Let me tell you about all of these other good things that you might not know about. I see a lot of uh, similarities in that, that they all both want to bring entertainment, local fun entertainment to the to the area. I see that they both want their downtown to start being more vibrant. So they like that's the area. I see uh, a lot of um, community outreach that don't get enough publicity. Uh, whatever it might, whether it's a local church helping out the maybe the unfortunate side of town, where it's a little bit more poor. And both, and I see that like they don't have to have that. That's the thing I tell people. Like they know um, our my old office was right over there off of. Um, Weber and Lincoln, which is uh, there's those two by the waterfront warehouse, and I know they have where they serve the homeless and things like that under the. And mm-hmm. it's like they don't have to have that, but that with the community and, and different agencies and in the city want to help that, and I see that also in Stockton, like where there's a church that goes out in this big and big van and, and they help out giving out food and also books and clothes and whatever it might be. They don't have to do that, but they do it because it makes the city better. And, and that's what I love. And that's why when I was reporting, I – and that's the only thing that I think – I don't have any regrets. Definitely don't have any regrets leaving. But I wish that uh, most channels would do is like show the positive parts. But the, the problem is – and it's always been this way and I've, I've learned that. Because when I was a kid, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh. We must – Stockton and Modesto must be terrible because they would only come down here. Sacramento Television would come down here for bad news. But the truth is if you have – Let's say a charity event that's, um, let's say a softball charity event that's happening in Modesto, but there's also one that's happening in Sacramento. It's cheaper for them to cover the one in Sacramento than it is the one in Modesto, and that's the reason why they don't come down here for the because they can find a similar story up there. Because a lot of cities will try to you know do positive things, but it's not. But you can't forget about your coverage area. We can watch you, but you don't come and cover us for the positive things. And that was my thing why. When they offered me the job, I they said you can move up to Sacramento. I was like, no, I'm going to stay down here and cover the Stockton Modesto area. And they said, well, you, you can book. At the time, I was only working weekends. You can book segments every weekend there. I was like, yeah, we have traffic lights and we have running water. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> and the now, roads are paved. Exactly. And and it became a thing where 
it became a thing where when I wanted to go do stories in Sacramento, they said, no, we, we're doing great. People love you down there. Stay down there. And, and I never ran out of ideas because there was so much to cover around here. Sounds like there's a lot more in common between Stockton and Modesto Absolutely. Than, uh, than people in, in these communities might think. Just give it a chance. Just go. I mean, I just tell people just whether you're in Modesto, because I'm sure people in Sacramento and Modesto will be listening to this, that just try it. Go look. Mm-hmm. And there's visitors' websites. You can visit Stockton, visit Modesto. If you just look at those websites, they do such a phenomenal – I knew you guys had uh, Wes here. Yeah, and, we did. And he's a, he's a great guy. He's He loves this, and he wants yeah. to show – different areas like go to to in stockton to the to the buddhist uh i went we went this weekend mm-hmm. to the buddhist te- temple and uh you get to see the f- artifacts and statues that are just large you wouldn't believe that was here you would think that you were like in cambodia or thailand and you would see those and you think oh that's from you know cambodia or thailand no that's in stockton yeah and, and you but you can find those websites and you can look and and plan your whole weekend and be impressed by what stockton can bring you yep. Alan, when you're not doing all of the things that you're doing, it sounds like you're a pretty busy guy, but you must have some downtime, some some time that is just your own. And so what do you like to do? I like to, especially when I'm up here in Stockton, I, I, I try to find, for example, this weekend I did, Saturday I did both the University of Pacific Basketball and the Stockton Thunder. But if I have a couple hours between time, I try to find those little hidden treasures. For example, of course, the Miracle Mile is such an easy place to go to find those treasures. And we did Midtown Crapery, and, and it's, oh, I'm telling you, it's just so good. It's just so good. Uh, and uh, You locked into a Restaurant Week, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. A restaurant, yeah. and we did uh, the University Plaza Hotel. They have a great, and it's not even, people, they, they go, what a great hotel. It must be so expensive. It's not. It's only a couple dollars more than your big chain restaurants. So I like to do a lot of different foods and restaurants. I love to hit the, the water if I can get on a boat, or I, I've done, I know the Stockton Marina has where you can rent kayaks for five bucks and go all kayaking under the bridge which you get it's you get to kayak under the bridge so you feel so small when i'm talking about the bridge under i-5 between the crosstown freeway and you feel like an ant but it's so cool just to see that you're kayaking for a couple bucks and they only give it's more just they just want you to experience it they don't really care so uh to do that uh stockton sailing club i used to love to go out there and they would do little races on thursdays off of march lane and you can you can just oh, just feel the breeze and and be a part of that. Um, but just uh, just anything towards the delta has always been beautiful. Uh, I I just think just explore as much as I can. I like to find different things, whether if I've ever been there or not. Because if it doesn't turn out to be great, that's fine. But I'm more proud of myself that I took the chance to discover. Mm-hmm. And I've just had a great time. Valley Brew. I mean, I think about we. They have uh, the Baskin Robbins down there, which they have a p- movie popcorn ice cream. I'm telling you right now, it's really, oh, really good. That, that's <laughs> a tip right there. So good. You've got to try it out. Um, uh, you got uh, the coffee shop right there, the theater. They make great chai lattes, very relaxing place. So I like to do different things. Oh, ice skating. Who could, I ice skate in the summertime. Who When it's like 100 degrees, why not go ice skating mm-hmm. in the summertime? So And I can ice skate. So they gave me buckets. <laughs> they give you a stack of buckets to hold in front of you like a walker so you don't fall out, fall down. <laughs> And then you can do that for I know Tuesdays is like three or four dollars. I mean, what what else? I mean, yeah, I, that's great. People, it's like there's nothing to do. Go and look. It's not hard because if I can find it for someone who doesn't even uh, technically live here, but I feel like this is my second home, then why can't someone who lives here find it? Just open your eyes. Yeah. 
Great. Alan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Stockton. And, uh, you know, your um, congratulations again on starting Thank you. your uh, your podcast, The Alan Sanchez Show. Uh, why don't you point folks to where they can find all all things Alan Sanchez. Everything Alan Sanchez. AlanSanchez.net. A-L-A-N-S-A-N-C-H-E-Z.net. And there's you can find my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram. I, I'm on all that stuff. I, I love social media. It's just been so fun. It's a great way to connect with people and also just to see uh, what other people are doing and, and they get to join me in my adventures and hopefully are, are inspired that here's this poor little kid who had, there was days where we had nothing to eat gets to be the first one out there with thousands of teddy bears by himself landing on him and get to fly with the blue angels and meet George Lucas and meet the band kiss. And I know that's what I think he might have, uh, and got to do all these things that I never thought I had a chance to do. I mean, you, you think you have no chance and, and you're down and out and, and you just give yourself never give up attitude and i got to to do that and i'm gonna get to do that but i will be back i tell people i will be back to northern california because i have a feeling that uh something uh, and i don't this is nothing i'm holding back because i don't mind dropping information but i feel like something soon will take me away from the valley for a little bit but i know whatever it will be that i'll be um a full fully gray-haired man will be back here doing uh what i love to do for northern california that's for sure Great. Well, um, if you're listening to if you're listening to this show, then obviously you know what podcast is. And if you're not listening to the Alan Sanchez show, you definitely need to subscribe to that. It's great. It's it's the same kind of positivity we get from him in studio. So, Alan, thanks again for coming. Thank you on the so show. much. For listening to Podcast Stockton. We'd love to hear your feedback. Call or text us on our listener line at 565-3229, email us at podcaststockton at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook or Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And again, big thanks to Alan Sanchez for coming into the studio to sit down with us and tell us about what's going on in his life and all of his various projects. For all things Alan Sanchez, go to alansanchez.net. And for links to all the other things we talked about on today's show, go to podcaststockton.com. Until next time, make it great, Stockton. Stockton.